Hey guys, welcome back or welcome to Bring Your Own Baggage. I'm your host Justine and I'm here to talk about mental health and body image issues on college campuses from the perspective of a college student. These struggles are much more prevalent than you'd expect and I'm here to let you know that you're not alone. Hello Duffles. Um, Did anyone miss that intro? It's been quite some time since we heard that one, Um, but thought I would bring it back for BYOB's one year anniversary episode. BYOB turns one today, obviously. Happy birthday to the podcast. Um, I was listening back to the first ever episode that I recorded to get an idea of what I talked about to reflect on that for this one, and I only got through 30 seconds of it and could not stand the sound of my voice in it. I don't know why I sound so sad, but also little known fact is that once I edit the episodes for the podcast, I literally never listen to them again. So they're out on iTunes, Spotify, all that great stuff. But yes, once it's up, I never listen to it simply because the sound of my voice just drives me up a wall. But yeah, I thought I would just, you know, reflect on the past year, um, see what's changed, what's the same. This is the first time in an entire year that I'm recording a solo episode and I feel about as nervous to do it as I did that first time. I recorded the audio for the first episode that I did five times fully through because I was just so stressed that like it sounded weird, sounded bad, whatever. Um, But my goal is to not do that this time, just record it once and hopefully we'll be good. I've definitely gotten a little bit better at editing, so you know, not not too concerned about that. But yes, I think I've said but yes 400 times now because I don't have any other transition phrases. But now, where am I? I am a fourth year, still majoring in psych, and I've had 35 guests on the show, which is pretty crazy to me. We still have so many more to come, and I've just learned so much from these guests. This has been just one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I you know, not only have learned a lot and made connections and fostered friendships with these people, but I've also really challenged my social anxiety. Literally, without fail, every single time before I record an episode with someone, I want to cancel like five minutes before. I'm like, nope, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to sound awkward. I'm going to sound weird. Like, I'm going to sound dumb, blah, blah, blah. Talking about mental health is hard too because you never want to say the wrong thing, even though there usually isn't a wrong thing to say. It's a valid fear to have, but something I've learned is that if you just really listen and provide empathy instead of sympathy, unless you say something totally ignorant and uncalled for, there really is no wrong response to someone sharing about their mental health with you. It's really been a wonderful experience to be part of someone else's experience sharing their mental health story And it's really impressive that talking on the podcast is the first conversation I've ever had with some of these people that I have on as guests. And the fact that they are able to open up so much, just I have so much respect for everyone who comes on and their vulnerability with me. And you know, that's not something I take lightly. That's something that I really treasure. Another thing that's been really special to me about this experience was that the podcast allowed me to create connections with people in a time where creating connections was hard. BYOB is a pandemic baby, so I've never, I don't know, like I've never been in a regular time with this podcast. Um, It's like how people talk about 
having kids actually no it's not (laughs) it's not really like this at all but like how people talk about having babies during quarantine and then these babies like going out into the world right now and being like oh my gosh like i'm outside i see other people like i get to do all of this stuff um so yeah that's what the podcast is my baby okay this is my child she is one today i totally lost my train of thought where was i going with that quarantine baby podcast oh yeah byob has never taken place during normal times but i have been able to do more in-person interviews this year which has been really really amazing something i'm super grateful for um and i'm hoping to continue to do these in-person interviews but also the fact that it started on zoom has been great because i know how to record over zoom now so we can have guests from all over the country i guess the most the most tangible change you can see in the podcast right now is that the format has changed before it was a pretty structured format with time in the beginning for interviewing and then an advice portion after but now I feel like it's switched to more of a conversation with these carry-on episodes and I really I don't know I'd like feedback on it but I think I like the format of these episodes because it feels more natural to me it feels like I'm just recording a conversation that I'm having with a friend and hopefully that translates well in the episodes but if anyone is like nope hate this go back to the interview advice please also let me know because i would love some feedback all right so that was just like stream of thought no stream of consciousness train of thought type um reflecting back on the year but now i kind of want to do a more structured format of what i've learned literally right after i just talked about how the podcast isn't as structured anymore but we're just going to ignore the hypocrisy for now But I think the first thing I wanted to go into was the importance of listening over talking. This is something that it took me almost this entire year to learn because again, like what I was talking about earlier, I have a lot of social anxiety. So I really get scared that I'm going to say the wrong thing or that I'm going to be judged for whatever I say when I'm talking to someone. But I've learned that the most important thing is to not plan out what you're going to try to say in response to whoever you're talking to and instead just listen to the story that the person is sharing with you you know we miss so much when we're just planning on what we should say next what the perfect response is and i feel like the perfect responses come from actually hearing what the person's telling you actually taking time to understand like read between the lines of what someone is sharing with you and it translates to like in conversations like it's pretty obvious when as soon as someone finishes talking, you jump in with like the scripted response. And I feel like it means more to me at least when even if someone's like, okay, like let me just take a second to think about that and just like take the time to really digest what I told them and think about what they want to say in response to that after the story is over instead of just jumping in immediately with something to say. Because I don't know, I personally can't multitask super well so it's hard for me to really listen and plan what i'm gonna say at the same time so i mean maybe some people are really good at that and if so go you you should definitely pursue a career in media um but yeah for me personally it works better to just listen allow myself to be fully present and then after take a second if i need to to be like okay how do i want to respond to this the second thing i've learned is that i shouldn't be afraid to ask vulnerable questions because I'm scared of saying the wrong thing. Like again, what I said earlier, this used to really hold me back from diving deeper into my relationships. 
Um, but again, what we what I discussed, as long as you're empathetic and really listening, that's what people want. Obviously, no one's perfect, though. So if you majorly mess up or say something the other person feels is ignorant, own up to it, apologize. It's okay. We all make mistakes. But usually in these conversations um, about mental health, we are operating under the notion that the other person has the best intentions in mind. So with conversations about mental health, assume good intent. That's a who's connected thing. Shout out to who's connected for that. The next thing I learned, something that I talk about every episode is the importance of community. This is so key in our life as humans. We are naturally social creatures and so we want someone that we can depend on someone someone's it doesn't matter how many people make up what you define as community one person can be community 100 people can be community it's all up to the individual but you know we all just want someone to talk to and this is what unites us sometimes the best thing that you can do for someone is just listen to them which goes back to the first point of some things that i've learned this year but i think for me personally being able to build community at uva really really helped in my mental health journey since I knew that I had people that I could rely on people I could text and be like hey I'm not having a great day can we talk and they would be there for me and that's something that we all need no matter how strong you think you are you may think that you can just hold everything in um, and rely on yourself to fix your problems and maybe you can do that but you can also rely on other people and that makes life so much easier and so much more fulfilling. After that, another thing I learned is do more things that scare you. I obviously was very scared to start a podcast because it was new and new things scare me, change scares me. Um, But especially with the podcast, I didn't get a great response from some people in my family initially and you know they were worried that I was sharing too much on a public platform And the day that I released my first episode was actually a really sad one because um, some members of my family just wanted me to stop um, because, again, like they thought that I was putting too much information out there on the internet. And so then I remember just crying. I was on the phone with Sydney and Amber was just sitting on my floor. I remember this so vividly, just being so upset because this was a project that I was really excited about and something that I really wanted to dedicate a lot of my time to. And then just hearing from hearing from people on the outside being like, this isn't something that you should continue doing. Was It was really hard. And, you know, I was scared of disappointing them. I was worried that I was making a mistake. Will I not find future jobs because of this? And because future employers will get to hear so much about my personal life. And honestly, I don't know, maybe this will come back to bite me in the butt. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to be working for a group, company, whatever, that doesn't value mental health and views sharing that as a downside to you and downside to who you are. All of that has led me up to realize that these worries were the issue. These worries about not finding a job, worries that I was disappointing people for sharing my mental health journey, worries that people would judge me for sharing what I had to say on the internet. That was the issue, not what I was doing. I strongly believe that there is nothing wrong with being open about your experiences and talking about mental health. Um, what's wrong is the thought that mental health is taboo, that having a good career is better than your mental well-being, and that you shouldn't let people into the fact that you're struggling. This 
is more of the concern and this is the issue. The stigma around mental health is the issue. And after I took some time to reflect, I realized that I don't believe what I'm doing is wrong and I wasn't going to stop because some people thought it was. If I can help at least one person, that will have made this worth it. And I feel like even if that one person is me, (laughs) like I've learned so much from the people I've had on and I hope there are people out there listening who feel like they've learned stuff from the podcast as well. But this in my mind is me taking one step towards tearing down the stigma against mental health and making conversations about mental health, making communities surrounding mental health more accessible. So I'm very glad that I didn't stop, very glad that I don't have those worries anymore, and am really at peace and excited about the place that I'm at now. All right, the last thing that I'll talk about that I learned is that comparison is a thief of joy because everyone is struggling with something. I compare myself to other people so much. Um, The phrase like the grass is always greener on the other side is something that I've always had to remind myself about because I feel like I look at the people I'm surrounded with and I'm like, why am I, why am I not doing as much as they are? Like, I feel like they're like so much cooler than me and I feel like I'm not doing enough and I should be doing X, Y, Z. And if I get to that level, then that's when I'll be happy. Um, This has really manifested my fourth year because I feel like I've been struggling with a lot of stress and regret weirdly. Um, I am stressed because I'm like, have I made the most out of my four years of college? Like, I I only get four years and like, what did I do with it? Um, I was depressed my first and second year and then COVID hit third year. So I feel like this is the first time where I feel mentally stable and actually want to socialize with people and want to put myself out there. Um, and you know, I would have loved if I were at this place my first year, but that's just, (laughs) that's just not where we're at. And so I've just had to learn to like give myself grace in that regard. But I don't know, like that fear still lingers. I'm like, should I be going out more? Like, do I not party enough? Is partying what makes college college? Like, is that how I'm supposed to have fun? Or I'm like, should I have joined more clubs to beat more people? Should I have applied to live on the lawn, even though I am 97% introverted? Like, these are all stuff that I've been thinking about and sort of regretting. And I feel personally regret is one of the worst emotions because you can't do anything usually about the things that you're concerned about. So, I mean, I guess I could go out more if I wanted, but I really don't think that I want to. And joining clubs at this point, in time again probably could do that but the main thing is i feel like i am putting a lot of pressure on myself because it is my last year of college but also the first time in a long time where we're able to actually have opportunities to socialize so i'm feeling that i should be doing all of these things but i'm just so exhausted i don't know if anyone else feels this way but i think just this past year and a half coming up on two years has just sucked everything out of me and I feel like now more than ever I just need time for myself to recuperate and to adjust to life 
almost going back to normal. I need to give myself time to adjust to having in-person classes, um, time to adjust to having these opportunities to socialize when also there's still that lingering fear of getting like a breakthrough case of COVID um, since, you know, no one is 100% immune right now. So yeah, I think something that I've just been really trying to tell myself is I need to think about what I want to do, not what I think I should be doing because other people are doing it. And that sounds like, duh, like obviously, but it's really something that I need to constantly have on the forefront of my mind because I do compare myself to people so much. And so when making plans, I was like going into this year being like, I'm just gonna say yes to everything. And I'm now realizing that is very unsustainable because there are some days where I just want to sit in my room on this little orange beanbag chair that I got and watch well right now I'm binging Chicago Med but you know watch I don't know something that relaxes me even though Chicago Med isn't relaxing at all and I feel like I don't really like these hospital shows because I don't like how they show so much of the blood and operating and stuff but anyways yeah besides the point like I sometimes just want to be alone and relax and that's okay and having this mindset that you need to say yes to everything is really challenging because then when I don't say yes to something and I'm like oh my god what have I done like I'm so lame I just spent two years basically in isolation and how can I possibly say no to something but we just need to give ourselves grace we need to realize that it's okay to be alone and it's okay to not be going out every weekend which is something that's really hard in college to remember um I've also just been stressed about what I've accomplished in college, I guess. Um, I'm in a DMP seminar, and weirdly, even though I don't have any work like due for that class, that's been my hardest class to go to because I, again, constantly compare myself with everyone in the class. I'm like, oh my gosh, like their project sounds more intense than mine, or like they're at this stage in their project, or... I don't know, like having an entire class that's just focused on a academic achievement is hard because I feel like that brings in a lot of like you just constantly compare yourself to other people in the class and what other people have done. I think I just get down on myself sometimes being at UVA because I'm surrounded by so many high performers and achievers and people who are presidents of like 10 clubs and also you know do all these other things and have time to socialize every weekend and I'm just like have I done enough here like am I doing enough am I accomplished enough but one thing Sydney told me this weekend was you know you have to look at things from an outsider's perspective and remember that if you saw yourself on paper you'd be like wow that person does a lot but it's hard because we don't feel that way because we look at things we haven't done and get scared. But you can only do so many things. That is a direct quote from Miss Sydney Cherry. Thank you, Sydney. That comment that she made actually really helped me because I feel like that's something I do. I constantly look at what I haven't done, what other and particularly what other people are doing that I'm not doing. Um, but again, you can only do so many things and, you know, I could go out more, I could try to join more clubs, but I feel like at that point, I'm just stretching myself to a point that's too thin and that then I wouldn't be able to give my 100% into 
the things that are really important to me with the grass is always greener on the other side there are things everyone is struggling with something even if it may seem that someone has their shit together and you know they're a straight a student president of again 400 clubs i don't know other things that people deem as achievement worthy even with all of that that person is still struggling with something and they are comparing themselves to someone so we're not alone in that but we do need to recognize that we are enough and what we do is enough because we will drive ourselves crazy if we always try to live up to somebody else's achievements or base our achievements on how they compare to somebody else's because the matter of fact is you're never going to be that person and you shouldn't want to accomplish things for the sole purpose of being able to compare that with somebody else all right we're going to start wrapping this up because i don't know if anyone has tried talking to themselves for 20 minutes straight before but it is a very bizarre experience and this entire time i have been staring at my unicorn post-it notes and just pretending again like this is someone i'm talking to before it was the pilot cutout but the pilot cutout is behind me now i have a little pilot shrine maybe i will post that on the bob instagram but yes he cannot be my co-host at the moment he's busy um but yeah someone recently asked me where i want this podcast to go and i honestly truly have no idea i just hope that people keep listening the goal was never for the podcast to blow up go viral so i can drop out of school and just pursue life as a social media influencer or anything although maybe maybe that would be nice like i wouldn't mind that i've been thinking about again fourth year thinking of post-grad options and thinking about the fact that i will have to go to grad school for like six to seven years which it's just it hurts me a little bit it definitely would be nice to get better at marketing though because right now my only form of publicizing the podcast is on instagram and i feel like that can only reach so many people um so yeah if i could find a social media coordinator that would be amazing but we'll see so you know i think my goal for the podcast at the moment is to one keep having people listen but more importantly just make people feel less alone loneliness is so hard and when you feel like you're the only one struggling with something that is extremely isolating and it makes it even harder to reach out because you think that you are unworthy not unworthy you think that you're lesser than other people because you're like why am i the only one struggling with this why isn't anyone else struggling with this like i need to be stronger i need to be able to fit in and as long as this podcast makes just even one person feel like they're not alone and struggling with something then i'll continue to do it hopefully i'll be able to continue doing it with guests um other people but if i have to resort to just having a one-way conversation with myself for 20 minutes then i will do that as well although that would really not be preferable so please if you are interested on being the podcast on the podcast please let me know but yeah that's that's where i want the podcast to go byob's goal is to make sure that people know that they are not alone in what they're struggling with. Um, The goal is to ensure that people don't feel like they are a burden for talking about their mental health, that people don't think that it's embarrassing to talk about their mental health, and that people are able to start reaching out, whether that be to friends, to mentors, professors, CAPS, 
therapist, whoever that be, I really encourage you to reach out to someone you trust if you're struggling. And you don't even have to go in straight into the, I've been feeling so depressed, I haven't been able to leave my bed for 10 days. You can just be like, hey, like I'm having a really tough time. Like, can we get dinner tonight? Something like that. And just telling them that you're having a tough time, that's that's opening up as well. Like, that's that's a good step in a good direction. So, yes, um, my throat is starting to hurt now. And my little timer has been telling me that I've been talking for about 26 minutes now. I feel like after I edit this, it's going to go way down. Let's say, let's say my guess right now for um how long this is gonna be maybe i'll keep it even like this the first episode i think the first episode i published was 22 minutes so maybe maybe we'll cut four minutes off of this but yeah thank you guys for listening for a year thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast who's posted about it on their instagrams and help with (laughs) publicizing it in that way it's really crazy that's been a year really excited to see what the next year has to bring for BYOB. So if you are still listening, thank you so much and remember to BYOB next week. Bye.